Hi guys, welcome to today's edition of Startup Couches. On the couch today we have Sasha. Sasha is the founder of Itini. Welcome to the couch, Sasha. Thanks, Lotana. Um, excited to be here. Yeah. So on Startup Couches, what we do is we bring amazing people who are building great products out to the market to the couch where they talk about products they're building, talk about um, the journeys that led to these products and the impact the product is making in our communities. And so diving right into the questions, what is Itini and how does it all work? Itini is one of a kind mobile app that actually plans the trips for you. So um, instead of going through, if, if we use an analogy, uh, if you go through a long supermarket of ingredients to make your own pie, mm-hmm. instead of actually coming to a restaurant that will serve you the super nice pie you like, this is what it is for travelers. Instead of going through all kinds of blogs um, and, and websites to compile your own itinerary, um, you just supply a few travel interests and Altini comes out with an editable and personalized plan with a dedicated daily maps of attractions and their order of visitation for every day of your journey. Oh, Does wow. it make sense? Yeah, it makes absolute sense. That's actually amazing. Um, you know, breaking things down even to a day-to-day travel plan and it being customized and customizable like it being personalized and then customizable is really, 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 really nice. I think I like the idea. Um, so I'm very, very curious. How did, how did, you know, Itini start? Um, do you have a co, do you have co-founders? What's the founding story like? We have a brilliant, brilliant team, but currently I'm the only founder um, and the only investor. Um, as um uh, but let, let, let's go, um, let's follow your question. The founding story was basically I, I worked at Agoda where I've learned a lot. Agoda is a part of Booking.com. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a big company with uh, many super smart people. Yeah. And then yeah. at some point, uh, at some point uh, you know, after, after some time I left, the enterprise i was thinking that people don't necessarily go to paris you know to stay in a nice hotels or uh, you know to have a nice flight these infrastructural needs are very important but yeah. still the need of actually um, actually attending the great adventure these um, these needs remain not fully attended so it takes a long time to compile some, like, to, to answer a simple question, I don't know, how many days do you need to visit Paris or how many days you need to travel to, to visit Thailand if you are interested in uh, nature and beaches. Okay. And um, then I, the, the work slowly started, uh, the team evolved, people, uh, some people joined, some people left. And uh, three years after, um, we have released the 1.0 version of the mobile app after being around a year in um, public beta testing so yeah and now we are starting you know, starting organic marketing because it's all bootstrapped self-funded so we are doing i hope that we are doing right step little by little 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually think you are. I'm actually more curious about how you sustained a private beta um version or launch of your product for a whole year. How did you keep users engaged? How did you manage that whole process of not being really really public but still having customers engage with the product internally? Well, it was public beta and it's not about keeping users engaged um at this point. it was rather trying to see um, what are their expectations and uh, seeing where uh, the ux needs to be in, um, improved or or the algorithms provide a less desirable result so we took yeah it took considerable time to polish this all out and to simplify everything okay. uh, to squeeze so much information on a mobile screen uh, so we were continuously working with um, We have like our focus group which is not too big on on a Facebook like a few hundreds of people some of them actually try the app and being a traveler by myself um you know staying in every hotel or restaurant when people ask you what do you do I was offering them to install Itini and um I was uh non-stop collecting their feedbacks and that uh, that is still uh, that still helps a lot yeah That makes sense. That's actually pretty amazing. I like how you are really, really data driven, and you focus so much on customer feedback. That's that's a really, really great thing to you know cultivate really early in the business. So, so far, what does growth mean to you so far? I mean, you've gone from um, public data one year to you've gone from a period of building to a period of Polybeta to period where now the version one is out, right? So how right. what does growth mean to you, and what is the next big milestone we are looking forward to right now? At so let's let's um, separate this um, this question into two parts. What is the next big milestone? The next big milestone is obviously um, validating or finding the perfect product market fit. Okay. Uh, still we are we are working on the algorithmic intricacies we are we dedicating we we are polishing a complementary function, functionality such as uh, we we're planning to launch travel bloggers network we're planning to um uh release soon various seo um uh, pages that will help that that because because we can generate um thousands or tens of thousands of trips every trip for its own travel preferences so these pages will um help us to um you know to unleash our our web presence in terms of google site rank okay and um so the next step is um to tell about our to tell to tell to the world about ourselves Um, so one is by um, programmatic methods like SEO boost, and yep. the others are by contacting micro influencers and um, trying to collect as much feedback as uh, feedback as possible. And if some of them will like the app, we will try to um, ask them whether they can tell to their audience about. Uh, it sounds. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. 
is growth for me. I mean, growth is uh, basically acquiring as much user base as possible uh, in the broad terms. But I, I don't think that we are quite following the mainstream patterns. Yes, what we are building is truly unique and innovative in terms of uh, heavy. We, we are not going by the standard paradigm of validating the unit economy be, because I don't think, I mean, it sounds immodest, but if someone would come to Steve Jobs and ask, uh, did you validate the unit economy of that weird device that is both MP3 player and, uh, and you can also manage some phone? I mean, that would sound ridiculous. And few years after, people, they just cannot uh, imagine their lives with a mobile phone. So I think what we are doing is kind of that kind of innovative stuff. Maybe not to that genius extent, but I do think that this analogy is valid. And uh, by pushing founders to validate the unit economy from the very start is a great approach for business enablers startups or business enablers product but for some of the innovative products uh, I think that we must follow our own patterns of development so growth to us is just means doing right step at a time by extending our user base yeah yeah that makes sense um, I like how you're defining growth by extending user base right now and then I think over time monetization comes after or how do you charge right. how do you make money we don't make money yet we are I, I believe that when we bring enough value we will um, we will make enough money and uh, one of the opportunities on the table which is like a no-brainer is to become an aggregate platform of we are kind of glue the, the uh, companies like Agoda TripAdvisor uh, Kayak, Kluk, they did a fantastic job by bringing all kinds of services online. But yeah. the glue, you know, to combine all of them into a single personalized itinerary that be... actually makes sense for the end user is that problem was, it, was attacked by all kinds of startups, but most of them ended up by trying to push the users something to one niche yeah yeah to to actually earn some money and um while this is the right thing to do i think that we could do it only after we actually prove ourselves as the best planning algorithm and then people will feel confident to buy something from us yeah yeah i think i think um that um view of growth is actually really really um interesting and I think I agree with you. Um, grow fast, grow first, and then um, figure out um, um, value-added, value-added services or like m- money-making um, ways later. Because I think at the end of the day, if your focus is on the customer and growing that customer base, they would be the ones to lead you to exactly what the most value you're offering them is. Right. And so they will be the ones to actually lead you to monetization at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. And so my next question is, um, you have already identified that next big milestone at Tini is actually finding a perfect 
um, product market fit. So how do you plan on doing that? Do you have like marketing plans? Are you planning to scale anytime soon? Because the goal now is to get as much customers as possible. What are the plans around that? Are you looking to hire more people? Are you looking to raise money soon? So as um, I've mentioned before, we are self-funded, which comes from my personal savings. Yes, um, yes. Hard-earned ones. And uh, which keeps us in a good shape for a while, and we we plan the budget uh, very um, meticulously. Um, you know, go in a goal-oriented way. Okay. So we are just the main thing is to do one right step at a time. You know, if we can make ten users happy, we will do it, and from there we can proceed to fifty to one hundred and so on. Yeah. So. Um, Basically, we are, and, and, and the pandemic, it only buys us time. Uh, and also, we've, we've started from Thailand as the only country we support. We've handpicked all the destinations, uh, which is more than 4,000 different attractions in Thailand, which allow our algorithm to compile a personalized set of daily plans for the entire multi, multi-week, multi-city journey in about five seconds which is wow. fantastic uh, user experience if you ask me yeah that's actually amazing so um so we are just um uh, you know we continue with our plan our challenges are to to validate it with more and more users and getting and extending our user base of early adopters we are currently hired a marketing person and a translator to a Russian language. To Russian language, so far we have the app in Thai, English, and Russian uh, okay. languages. So, um, uh, and uh, of course, if we we are looking for a potential investor uh, that you know would support the idea and the stage we are at, someone who is looking for the true innovation. And someone who believes in in this type of product when you know done right, because there are lots of apps that announce themselves as trip planner or travel planner, and at the end of the day, they are under under delivering their promise. There's therefore this market segment is considered as a bit risky. But someone will surely pick up the glove and do the right thing. And my belief is those will be us. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty bold move, um, and definitely I'll be happy to connect you to some of the VCs that um, sponsored this podcast, if you don't mind. Um, Please do. Just, just creating relationships so that at the time you actually need to raise money to be easy for you to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, or or any sort of guidance from VCs, you know, that we are also looking for you know, if if some VC who that understands in travel are feel like it's a little bit early to invest, yet they could provide some valuable mentorship. I'm yeah, 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 that too. Um, and so my next question for you is: What has been your two major challenges today running Xenia? Um, well, um, it's basically hiring, and um finding a proper framework to keep a distributed geographically distributed remotely management company 
but um, these are not challenges anymore. I believe we have a fantastic team. Yeah, um, yeah I guess deciphering the market and the right thing of, of approaching micro-influencers is one of the challenges. And the other challenge is how to optimize the developer time prioritize and then this because there are so many things that we want to do but still to find the right most thing that worth um focusing on it's yeah. not a challenge but it's something that keeps me you know awake at night yeah 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 i get that um very something that is really really um really widespread as i i talk to more founders over time is the talent the 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 talent challenge i feel like great talent is hard to come by so um it's really really um not so easy coming across great talent especially when you're building something amazing and so that's actually something that you're not alone on a lot of other founders actually have this talent issue right okay yeah um finally the last question i have for you is what lesson would you say i mean you have had a wonderful journey so far with itini so I, I i i like to assume you have a lot of lessons you've learned so far so what would be maybe the greatest one or the two most important ones that you can remember right now lessons you've learned so far building itini hmm. that's a wonderful question um i would say not to be a friend to chase uh, your own vision the right people will come to support and the, the, the circumstances will somehow, you know, sometimes give a hand uh, to make a step after step into the right direction. And I think that we have many founders nowadays and many startups, it's super, you know, intense in our super intensive reality especially in these pandemic times when people try to invent all kinds of uh, online products that will help other people but you know the, the, the true innovation is still um, missing a lot instead of you know reinventing uh, or cloning products uh, coming up with something original with some kind of a futuristic futuristic um, perception yeah. um, something that you know like something is, which is um, which you cannot build in two or three weeks like uh, lots of uh, recommendations and where articles say something that will actually have a potential to be the next big thing something that cannot be easily bootstrapped you know to having that courage and mastering it uh, over time this is something that i'm still practicing is it's the lesson i'm still learning and this is something i would like you know to say to the others i mean don't be afraid to make the step large enough to bring something big enough to the market yeah yeah um i think that is actually a really really strong lesson um not being afraid to pursue your vision as you see it um i think that's actually really really strong and on this note i'd like to say thank you so much sasha for coming on the couch today this has been an interesting conversation what do you think 
Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed it much. Uh, <laughs> would be cool to get a recording. I, I would play it to to, yeah. to our team. Um, um, we have a. I was lucky enough to to have a so great team, and, yeah. and everyone of us is so enthused. Uh, so yeah, if I could get the the file, yeah. it would be marvelous. Yeah, and definitely. Like in your in your uh, startup couches podcast. Thanks a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and for everyone you've heard from Sasha, so make sure you subscribe, make sure you um, share this episode with your friends. You already know that every single week we bring you people like Sasha on the couch to share their product journeys with you. Um, and if you are in Thailand or you're trying to plan to go to Thailand for a holiday or for a trip, check out Itini and you will be wowed at the service that it could provide you today. And so on that note, I'd like to say... See you next time. See ya.